Somebody getting the ball, making a tackle, attacking the quarterback, some pro making a play. Look at him go. Stiff arms. He's a sledgehammer. He's in. Touchdown, Tennessee. Derrick Henry still going. Stays in bounds. He might go. 99 yards for the touchdown. Welcome back to Two-Tone Brews, an unaffiliated Tennessee Titans podcast. My name is Brucker, and I am joined by Chris. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? I'm drinking a nice, delicious beer, so couldn't be better. Awesome. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. We got a little bit about the final preseason game. We got the final 53-man roster, and we also got some scheduled predictions for the regular season. So we have a lot to get into and of course there's some like news sprinkled in there but um yeah okay i guess let's first let's briefly talk about the final preseason game at home against the new england new england patriots um this was i i found to be kind of a unremarkable game <laughs> i don't know about you but uh I, I don't feel like we need to spend a whole lot of time on the preseason preseason game Yeah, my thoughts on the third preseason game were just basically like, can you believe we used to do four of these things? Like, that was so (laughs) pointless. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I got to say, this one was probably the most fun I've had watching just because this was the only one I actually watched live as it was going on, not just the like uh, NFL plus replay of it. Uh, Had my uncle over, that madman, we were drinking and cooking like grilling the whole time so it, it was a good like little like tailgate moment going on in my house during this game but uh gotta say i was um a little buzzed <laughs> watching it and everything that <laughs> so was getting the meat sweats and the the i don't know the, the liquor was hidden but uh it, it, it was a fun time though there you go yeah i know i know the uncle in question and uh i can i've totally believed <laughs> <laughs> you were feeling the liquor you guy I'm just <laughs> but um, no i didn't I, I didn't watch it live either or i didn't watch it live like i haven't any of the other ones um th- you know and i don't regret it honestly you know the only things that i kind of have from this was that again will levis didn't play i guess hamstring injury i think it's some some leg injury i think but that's not like Super crazy, but uh, would have liked to have seen Will Levis. Will Levis play? I was a little upset by that. Um, it definitely would have added some intrigue to the game, but uh, I can tell you exactly how motivated I was to watch another full game of Malik Willis, minus one drive of Tannehill, where I believe he only handed the ball off. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's another thing I had. Like, what was the point of Tannehill coming in? for three snaps just to hand off the ball. And he also got a delay of game penalty <laughs> in this too. So I guess I guess maybe that was the rust they needed to shake off. But yeah, they were just trying to see if he could still read the play clock. And I guess to know, you know, they could go watch the film on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. N- not sure what, what was going on with that. I would have liked to have seen a throw, a throw from Tannehill in it, but Whatever. I mean, I, I guess, you know, he got to practice handing off the ball. And apparently Tim Kelly, I don't know if this is true. This is something I heard. 
I don't know if it was on the broadcast or whatever, but just something I heard from somebody else was that like apparently Tim Kelly told Tannehill he wasn't allowed to check out of whatever plays he gave him, that he had to run <laughs> the plays that he was given for that drive. Do you think this was just like a test to see if he would check out of the plays after he was told not to? He was just trying to fuck with them? I, I don't know, man. I, I <laughs> in, in, He failed, <laughs> so that's why they like took him out because he didn't challenge authority. I don't know. Oh yeah, it was one of those kind of tests where you're supposed to fail. You know, mm, yeah, you you gotta fail to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Um, Fucking mind games. <laughs> uh, gotta say, Malik he threw for over 200 yards. He had 211 throwing yards in this, two TDs and two interceptions. Um, didn't think he looked super great in the first half. Thought he looked sharper in the second half, but I mean. He's going to be the QB too. I'm, I'm, I'm still very lukewarm on whether or not he's the franchise guy going forward. But I don't know. Here we are. Yeah, I think you're right. But you know what? We don't have to talk about him anymore because he's a backup. We got yep. real football to talk about. Let's go. Yes, we do. Um, so I guess that's pretty much just all I have to say about the final preseason game. And uh, I did realize haskins didn't get any more snaps but i think he is hurt he's on like a pup list or something and he did this week get put on the commissioner's exempt list for these off the field uh domestic violent shenanigans that he's been in i'm not trying to make light of that but um yeah he also got placed on season ending ir so it seems like, the, yeah, and I think that happened before the exempt lift list designation. So the, I think the the team probably saw the writing on the wall about that and were like, okay, well, let's just throw him on IR, let that shake out, and we'll see next year. I don't know. I guess. I wish I would just drop him as we discussed last episode because, I mean, like, Chestnut looked really good. Heck, even that guy, I don't know his first name, but his last name was Patrick, I think. Uh, he looked awesome. Like he was like the, I don't know. That guy looked great. That dude was huge. Oh my god! I I really <laughs> liked him. Well, maybe he'll make the practice squad. I haven't seen the numbers yet. Yeah, I sure hope he does. Um, I guess let's just go ahead and get into the fifty-three man roster, unless there was anything else from the final preseason game. Absolutely not. Okay, cool. Uh, fifty-three man roster here. Let me pull up the roster itself here. Um. I've, so the three, we got three QBs, which I don't think that's a surprise. Tannehill, Malik Willis, and Will Levis. The three running backs are Derrick Henry, uh, Ty J Spears, and Julius Motherfucking Chestnut. Hell yes, my guy! I'm stoked. I hope that we get to just be roasting chestnuts all year. I'm. <laughs> this is the nice one, Dad. Julius Chestnut fan club over here. <laughs> I'll join you in it for tight ends. We got three, Chig, Josh Wiley, and Trayvon Wesco. I think I'm just going to finish up with the offense and then like take take a break there to kind of recap to talk about a little bit more. Um for wide receivers, we have seven wide receivers making the 53 man roster, which is I think the most in a while. I think we normally do like five to six, and we're doing seven, so happy with seeing that. We of course D Hop, Traylon Burks. Kyle Phillips, who was placed on IR today. We will get back to that. Uh, NWI, Chris Moore, Colton Dowell. 
stoked for that dude for making it. And a guy that I've been excited about since this preseason has started is uh, Kierce Jackson, undrafted free agent from UGA. Excited for him. And then we also have to round up the round out the offense. We have 10 offensive linemen, Andre Dillard, Peter Skronsky, Aaron Brewer, Daniel Brunskill, Chris Hubbard, Jalen Duncan, Corey Levin, Justin Murray, Dylan Raddins, Raddins, I don't know how to say that, and Xavier Newman. So that that makes up the offensive side of things here. Um, what sticks out to you from, from this point? Seven wide receivers. You already mentioned it, but that's a kind of an absurd number based on what we've seen this team keep in the past. Mm-hmm. However, I do think that, um, well, Kyrus Jackson, he's a wide receiver in name only. He's really a, a kick and punt returner. So that part makes sense for sure. And then, uh, as you said, Kyle Phillips placed on an IR. He'll be out for at least four games. So I guess we'll, it'll remain to be seen whether we sign another wide receiver or we only kept seven, having known that that was going to be the case and just we're going to carry six and sign somebody else. Is it weird to have 10 offensive linemen? I don't know the I don't, O-line numbers. That seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot. Well, how many? What, you have like five starting, right? So that's like, well, you know, like, two tackles, two guards, a center, and I guess backups for each of those. I, I don't know the uh, exact so. positions of everybody. Um, oh, oh yeah. One of the ones that was kept was MPF, right? Or does he count? Uh, he, see, that that's a good question because he is suspended, right, for six games? Yeah. Bullshit. Um, so, I mean, he'll definitely be on this at some point. Um, I don't know who will be the odd man out. Maybe Newman. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I think Raiden's. He just came back from injury, so he might be on on a short leash too, if he even sees playing time. But he's probably planted behind Skaronsky, so he he probably won't unless something bad happens. Hmm. You know what is good to see though from this list so far is that our first-round draft pick, Peter Skronsky, is playing week one. Um, I feel like it's been a minute since we've had, like, a... like. In, I feel like in the J-Rob era, we always drafted some, like, injured person, getting them on the cheap in the first round, and that they normally had to, like, rehab or something, and they would come either halfway through the season or, like, play, like, in their second year, like Jeffrey Simmons, for example, and Caleb Farley. So... Uh, it's awesome drafting a dude in the first round, especially with the 11th pick. And he, he's a he's a fucking team player already. Uh, Skronsky looked good in the preseason. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm here for the Rand Carthon era of stuff so far. Dude, isn't it kind of fucked up how our minds got warped to be like, oh, our first round pick starting week one. That's wow. <laughs> like, go us. <laughs> Is this, no, a, that's this is the type of abuse Titans fans go through. Yes. <laughs> this, this is what it's like, guys. Oh, well, you all know if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably like, yes, I've been hurt and I'm ready to get hurt again. Just show me show me how it's going to happen. Um, yeah, so wide receivers. Um, looks like Traylon's going to be looking like he's going to play. Um, yeah. Week one. So I know this has absolutely no meaning in real football, but before Friday, 
they had dropped his week one and fantasy his week one projection to zero. And then he practiced and now it's back up. You know, he has a projection. So maybe that's an indication that the larger football community and probably whoever's pulling the strings in Vegas think he's going to play, which is obviously Mm -hmm. a great thing for us. I'm excited to see Colton on there. Colton Dow. I mean, I love a small school guy coming through. So, you know, I got to, I got to root for my mid-major players and I hope he gets a shot to uh, impress or, you know, just stay sharp on the practice field in case he's got to go in for a couple plays at a time. Um, Yeah. Good for him for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And while we're talking about Colin Dowell, because I was listening to uh, 1025, I listened to 1025 the game uh, often. And Jared Stillman had like such a take on Colin Dowell. I mean, I know he always has like stupid hot takes. Like that's that's not anything new. But he was like, he is so anti Colton Dowell. I don't fully understand it. Like, I don't think I've seen anything out of like, practice news from like td or even stuff from the preseason that leads me to think that he shouldn't be a nfl player and jared jared said that he almost went up to him in practice and said that if he doesn't make the roster he should just consider being like a radio host and i i I think that's ridiculous (laughs) how the fuck does somebody have such strong opinions on colton dowell (laughs) i don't know man i think it's stupid i mean like the guy, I, I, I'm, I'm pumped for Marcus Mariota, like incognito mode for, for, for him playing wide receiver. I mean, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like Marcus's like cousin or something. But uh, I'm, I'm stoked for him. I think, I mean, I don't really think we'll notice him much this year. Um, but I mean, I think it's possible he could be like that, that third down guy. Um. You know, just you know, just, just moving the chains a little bit. You know, getting us to closer to the first down or a first down occasionally whenever he's on the field. But uh, I don't know. I'm excited for Colton. Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually a little bit more excited about Jackson just because we have a real dedicated punt and kick returner. We're not throwing out a starter out there and just risking him getting hurt. Not that I would want Kiaris Jackson to get hurt, but it's a dangerous position to play, and he's pretty freaking good at it. So you have the benefit of someone that's quality at the position. And if they get hurt, it's not going to tank your offense. You know, Mm -hmm. we're not losing starting player. Like we were returning kicks with, we were returning kicks with Kyle Phillips and Brant and, uh, and and Bobby trees. Yeah. Like great. You know, they're, they're athletic players they are good players, but if they get hurt, you're hamstringing the rest of your team now. And I'm, I'm excited to have someone like a specialist in the role, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I totally agree with you. And you know, having that specialist, and I'm excited to watch him too. He, the dude was so shifty. I'm, I'm really excited for him. And all the points he said make total sense. Totally aligned with you there. Um, for the tight end group, Chig, Wiley, and Wesco, I'm excited to see some live, you know, snaps or I'm sorry, like live snaps and like game time situations with Wiley and Tannehill, because I feel like Malik didn't do Wiley a whole lot of favors during the preseason in the games that we saw them to saw them with. And to be honest, I don't think he gave 
he did Chig a whole lot of favors either. <laughs> uh, we talked about some of those two balls that they didn't really connect well on. So, and Josh Wiley's a big dude. So I, I, I want to see his potential with, you know, a pass thrower like Tannehill. So I'm excited to see, you know, what all he, he could bring. Uh, I don't know how much he will do his first year as a rookie, but um, like I said, I'm excited to see some like live, you know, game time stuff with him and Tannehill. Yeah. So I think he's, he'll probably see a few snaps here and there. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a staple because Chig is, I think he's set for a breakout season. I mean, it's kind of his time to shine. It's it's now or never, honestly. Well, not now or never, but it's it's now's the time for him to shine. And he's paired up with a legitimate pass blocking, run blocking, sorry, tight end with Trayvon Wesco, who is elite at the position in that specific role. So I think we have a pretty well-rounded group. We have Jig, who can do a little bit of everything. You know, I know he's in- improving on his blocking. And then we compare him with Wiley, who's raw but he's just oozing talent and he's got the body for it so yeah i think it'll be fun i think it'll be fun to see these tight ends out maybe split some out wide you know kittle style let them just run against a five foot 11 nickel corner and just moss the shit out of him i i would i just i just one time just do it like (laughs) he'll do it because you said so yeah no i'm so excited for chig the dude the dude's, I think the dude's going to be a beast. And like you said, with, with Wesco, um, you know, he'll fit right into kind of like the scheme with the pass or run blocking and everything. So um, I'm feeling pretty good about our tight end room, to be honest. Um, so, and I think Jake also practiced this week too with Burks. So I think we should be able to expect him week one too. Yeah, I think they actually removed the injury designation from him entirely. So Let's all go. systems go for Chig. Let's go. <laughs> Love it. Um, running backs. I feel really good about. The, I, I know, like we've been singing the praises of Spears and Chestnut all preseason, but I'm I'm feeling really good about this running back room. Uh, I'm hoping that we get to see some formations where we have both Henry and Spears on the field at the same time to really fuck with people. Um, and Henry caught a bunch of passes last year, so I'm excited to see. You know, both of those threats are both they're both good runners, they're both good pass catchers. I I'm really hoping to that Tim Kelly does some real does some magic with them and does some real trickery and really just fucks with defenses with both of them being on the field sometimes. Clearly running back is the one of the strongest pieces of this team. The running back room in its entirety, I think we got guys that can play um, between the three of them. Obviously Henry, the king. No doubt he can play, and he's not slowing down. Stop with the hate. Like, oh, he's old for running back. He's not old for running back because he's an alien. He's young for an alien. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's he's fine, guys. He's fine. Mm-hmm. And then we got Spears and Chestnut behind him as a change of pace backs. Chestnut, that little bowling ball of a man that can somehow run, what, 21 miles an hour? What was that? It's just a little... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> He's a getaway bowling ball. I love yeah, it. The fast um, nut. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um, dude, stoked. I'm stoked to see the king back. Can't wait for the Oilers throw Oilers throwback with him and D Hop too. Oh, it's gonna be. It's, it's gonna be a good year for Titans fans from from that front. Yeah, it's kind of the vibe. Remember when we signed uh, Dion Lewis 
uh, off season a few yes. years ago, and everyone was like, "Yes, like it's going to be Smash and Dash again." It didn't really pan out. Well, I'm getting that vibe again, and I'm just getting too excited. I'm getting excited. I, mean, I think it's you know, let's see Smash and Dash again. Let's do it. Yes, uh, I'm, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I want to see. Um, what you said, and what you were saying earlier about him not being that old. He, that's right. He is both young for an alien and young for a tractor. So you know we're we're doing oh, yeah. just fine. Yeah, he's he's not even in a service window if he's a tractor. No, <laughs> <laughs> the warranty's still good. Uh, <laughs> uh, for quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill feeling pretty good about him. I think that he has potential to have a good bounce back year especially with having a competent adult at offensive coordinator calling plays with Tim Kelly. Uh, we got some shifty weapons around him now, especially him. Apparently the chemistry between him and D hop has been electric. So I'm very excited to see Tannehill just shut up a lot of haters this year and just, just be, just be the quarterback that we need. He has the opportunity to come back and be the guy that we know he can be last year was clearly an outlier if you kind of look back at his seasons and he, he who was he throwing to who was calling the plays burks was hurt like most of the season it felt like that O-line so too. the o-line yeah you got a turnstile left tackle it, with he who shall not be named so <laughs> if this offensive line is just middle of the pack. We, we don't need the best offensive line in the league. We just need a middle of the pack O line. That's not giving up 10 QB hits a game to let him get into a rhythm and throw these bombs to, to D hop and Burks because we already, like you just said, he's got chemistry with D hop. That dude can catch anything. So um, I'm low key, really excited about Tannehill bounce back season. And just to prove that he's not, he's not, on his way out. If he, if he has anything to say about it, he wants to be back next year and he's going to try and prove it on the field. Was I'd love to see it happen. A hundred percent. We could talk about this as the year or as the season rolls out and everything, but I want to be surprised if Tannehill does have a good year. Like say we make the playoffs. I want to be surprised if they give him an extension at the end of this. Yeah. Like a year. Yeah. Or two years yeah. with uh, no guarantees in the second year or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do one of those like two years, but it's really one kind of deals. Yeah. Definitely within the realm of possibility, he's going to play into it if he gets it, which yeah. can only be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, from the offense, the only thing, I mean, like I feel good at wide receiver with D hops and Burks outside of that. It will be pretty shaky if, those two get hurt but i feel like every team can say that about their two best wide receivers um the o-line i do feel better about the o-line than i did last year but that's the one position group from the on the offense that i'm a little wary about but you know i'm I'm going to have some faith i'm going to have some optimism that's you know they'll they'll do what they need to do yeah, the uh, offensive line, well, being more excited about the offensive line this year versus last year is a pretty low bar, mm-hmm. so I think that would qualify for all of us. I am I am weary about them as well. We've got a lot of new guys and a lot of unproven guys. You know, with between Dillard, Brunskill, and Hubbard, and to an extent even Petit Ferrer, 
it's uh it's an inexperienced line in the system and i mean hubbard i guess he's got experience he's brand new to the team and he didn't exactly show you know that he was unstoppable like i think he let a couple pressures in the new england game so let's just hope for average and not mediocre and uh, i think that's going to be an improvement mm-hmm. absolutely um you, uh, would you like to go ahead and get into the defensive side of this yes all right so defense man what a sexy list here on this piece of paper so d-line we got jeffrey simmons Danico autry tier tart Jaden peavy and naquan jones on edge we got returning harold landry uh, arden key rashad weaver and caleb murphy congratulations to caleb murphy uh inside line linebacker aziz al shire jack gibbons monty rice luke gifford and otis reese the fourth cornerbacks we got christian fulton sean murphy bunting roger mccrary trey avery elijah molden and anthony kendall uh safety we got kevin byard amante hooker mike brown and matthew jackson Uh, i freaking love this defense (laughs) yeah this is uh i'm really pumped to see this defense play all together okay let's just start at the front defensive line Top tier D line Simmons, Autry, absolute studs, and tier tart had an amazing year last year. He can he can continue that, and we're gonna have a big run stuffing defense yet again. Just bully motherfuckers. So excited. Yeah. We're gonna be playing bully ball all up and down this field. We're gonna take their lunch money, we're gonna take their candy, we're gonna we're going to copy off their homework. Yeah, it's going to be great. What do you think about the linebacking core? Uh, I feel I feel good, not great. I mean, like I think I see Zal Shire is good. Jack Gibbons, I'm kind of surprised that he you know made the 53 man roster. Um, I mean he he's he's a big strong motherfucker. Um, to be honest, I don't know if I'm the best person to really critique the linebacking group here. To be honest, so Doctor Gibby is not only making the team. I'm pretty sure he's starting next to Al Shire. I think he's it, over Monty Rice. Uh, at least the list I'm looking at, they do have him over Monty Rice. So, you know, let's let's go, Doctor Gibbons. <laughs> yeah, you you know, Vrabel has a real soft spot for any player that he's going to put a nickname on, and so it, maybe it was just faded as soon as he joined the team. He's like, oh yeah, you're Doctor Gibby. Hmm. That's a that's the one like weakness I think because he's unproven. We have overall a really good linebacking core um, with Landry coming back and then the offseason additions of Arden Key and Aziz Alshayer. Um, I would expect Alshayer to wear the green dot, call the defense. He's mm. uh, pretty experienced coming out of San Francisco, and uh, I think that's probably a big reason why Rand wanted him. He was clearly a top target. He was early signing in the free agency period uh, for this specific role, I think. So outside of Jack Gibbons, I think we got a really solid crew and Jack's just going to have to prove himself. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I don't know if I can really speak more to the inside or the linebacker group, but um, I trust all your points, man. Uh, Cornerbacks, Christian Fulton, Sean Murphy, Bunting, McCrary, Elijah Molden. Um, 
I, I'm I'm hoping for McCrary to was was last year his first year? Was I can't remember. Yeah, he was a rookie yeah. last year at Auburn. Second round. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like Tron Davenport. I don't know if you listen to him or follow him on Twitter, but I remember him last year being really excited about Roger McCrary and him watching him in training camp and practices saying that like Roger McCrary is he like verbatim a grown man and that he had a lot of he was hyping him up a lot in the offseason and everything and I don't think he had like a super spectacular year last year granted he's a rookie playing at probably one of the hardest positions in the game but I don't know I'm I'm gonna be like wanting to pay attention to him and hope that he kind of blossoms some more in the second year yeah, I'd love to see that because if he really comes into his potential um, as sort of that nickel corner plus dime corner, whatever they're going to put him at, we you know we could have a pretty solid secondary here. Uh, Fulton is on a contract year, right? So he needs yep. to um, play well, and I think he will. Um, I think I misspoke last week saying that. Um, I think I had Caleb Farley on the brain talking about a good pass breakup uh, against Justin Jefferson, but it was actually Christian Fulton who's Mm. looking really good in practice so far. Sean Murphy bunting out of what he come from Tampa Bay. Yep. uh, In a, an elite defense in Tampa Bay and he was starting in it. So I think that says most of what we need to know about him and uh, what he can do out there on the field. He's a gamer. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that that was also one of the good, like exciting signings Rand did this offseason too. You know, and I love the mentality of plucking from a good crop. <laughs> as, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Tampa Bay's defense being like very good. So getting players from that. Um, I, I've liked all the moves so far for Rand Carthon and him trying to fill in the gaps in the defense too, because we didn't draft any defensive players this year. Yeah, uh, I think he's got a good first year uh, free agency and a draft under his belt. And um, I'm excited for what he's going to bring in the future because if this is year one of a quote unquote, not a rebuild, it's a little bit of a rebuild because he didn't have a defense before. Right. So I I think we're, uh, we're on the right track and this defense is uh, looking pretty good on paper. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Can we talk about Elijah Molden? Yes. Really quickly. And I don't mean the player specifically and his skill set, but like, is he a cornerback or is he a safety? Because they've been playing him at safety in practice. And then when the roster comes out, they list him at a quarterback. What the, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I, he, he's he's kind of like always been like one of those like floaters, right? Like because he's kind of like all over the field. He's the the athlete on NCAA football fourteen, right? <laughs> he doesn't. He's positionless, right? Yeah, no, you know, like the the Washington football team. He's just like the Tennessee Titans football player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am here for it. I've, I've always liked him a lot. He's he's got like that bulldog mentality. He's gonna pop you, and he's. Not a big dude, but he he'll get after it. So I don't care where they put him. He, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, as long as he's on the field, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. He's definitely because... locking like the three safety looks. I think he's mm-hmm. absolutely locking those formations. 
Absolutely. And like, didn't he, I feel like that he had some injuries last year and he was, he like missed a bunch of games. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So excited for him to come back. Hopefully he stays healthy because as we've been saying, he, when he's on the field, it's, it's noticeable and it's good. So um, definitely rooting for him too. Yeah. And then we don't have any movement at safety. Still the same two starters, Bayard and Hooker who are um, a pretty solid duo. Bayard with his um, miniature contract fiasco. Uh, I'm happy they got that worked out because he's a key player. And what what is Murfreesboro going to do if their mayor moves out of state? Like they're they're not going to be <laughs> they're not going to be able to govern without the mayor of Murfreesboro uh, locking down the center of the field. Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for I mean, of course, I'm always excited for Kevin Byer, especially with like all of the offseason d- drama that f- that was going on. Like people were thinking that he was going to get traded and that like the Titans went to him asking him to take a pay cut, which I think ended up being true that they did ask him to take a pay cut, but he didn't ask to be traded or anything. So um and also notice that he also played this last preseason game, which I found interesting because I don't think he played in the other two games so Rabel just kind of getting all of his starters to like shake off the rust a little bit this game with a, with a few snaps yeah. and again he looked great definitely wasn't expected to see him out there but sure yeah shake up a little rust yeah Get ready for week one I'm about it um for special teams uh we do have some news here uh Titans traded with the New England New England I can't say that today uh, with the Patriots uh, for a 2025 seventh round pick, we traded that away to get kicker Nick Folk. Um, I had a whole little party in my house when, when this happened. <laughs> in, in a 2025 seventh round pick, like that's basically for free, right? That's yeah, yeah, that's uh, uh I mean, we're missing out on the next Colin Dowell, but uh, yeah, that's he's irreplaceable. That's, uh, yeah, but um, <laughs> fuckers. Yeah, we we got we got him this year. But uh, I mean, I I saw some people um on, on the Reddit thread, like some New England fans coming in, kind of giving us their insight. And that Nick Folk, he's basically automatic for PTA or PATs, and automatic for like pretty much anything under forty yards. Outside of that, it gets like a little shaky. But I mean, I'm just excited to have like a veteran that is automatic for P- PATs, so I'll take it right now. Yeah, his uh, field goal percentage I was reading today um, the last several years has been 92-93% overall, and uh, he did have a dip last year where he dropped down to 86% overall. Uh, I'm not sure what was going on. I don't watch enough New England games to pretend to tell you, but hope maybe that was just an outlier year, and he's... Uh, He's back here ready to kick. And if not, um, then I guess we wasted a valuable, valuable draft pick. Mm-hmm. How much of that, though, like the his his dip, how much of that is possibly from that awful windy game that they played against the Bills, I think, where Mac Jones literally didn't throw a single pass until the fourth quarter? Oh, yeah. Did he kick in that game? Because that would have been impossible. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to manifest that that's what happened (laughs) (laughs) maybe so yeah um but stoked for nick folk had a whole party 
um, talked. I instantly texted friend of the show, Nate, who is a Pats fan. And also, you have no idea how happy this makes us Titans fans to, to get a kicker. Um, we also, to round out the special teams, we got the uh, punt god, Ryan Stonehouse, uh, who, again, looked great in the preseason, too. Um, no, yeah. Ryan Stonehouse has a trebuchet for a leg. At, it, the trebuchet. dude just blasts it every time. <laughs> so maybe his accuracy can get a little better. Do those Brett Kern coffin corners. Uh, damn, that guy's got a leg. Oh, I wanted to go back um, one second. I meant to mention this when we were talking about the, the defensive secondary. Uh, there was a bit of news coming out of that one as well. In the wake of the Titans adding uh, Kyle Phillips to the injured reserve, um, they used that vacated spot to sign a waived defender from the Bears named Kendall Vildor, who will presumably slot into the back uh, portion of the uh, of the quarterback room and fight for some playing time. Probably special teams as well. It it is a little sad to see that. What was it was it was it Eric Garer? Eric Garer, man. Mm. R.I.P. You know, he's he's back on the practice squad. They were able okay. to let him clear waivers. Uh, he's a guy that showed that he's got what it takes to make an NFL roster. Probably just a little bit raw. He came out of like a Division two school, um, which not too uh, flex by Caleb Murphy, who came from Division three, but. Uh, Gare's got some uh, some talent in his blood, and he's just going to have to prove it on the practice field and come back next year, or uh, you know, get one of those standard elevations, you know, to a game day, like to play special teams or something. The important thing for him is that he's got a shot, and he's proven that he can um, he can run out here, and he deserves a spot in the practice squad. I'm happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. I mean. I don't want anything to happen to Kiaris Jackson, but if something does, I can almost see them pulling him up for like that, that, that returner role instead of having like somebody go, go in there like Chris Moore or even Kyle Phillips just to get hurt again. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's uh, why he's on the practice squad and he's, uh, it's going to be pretty important for him to stay sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, did also see that, uh, uh, what's his name? Mason Kinsey's back on the practice squad again. Uh, uh, Mason, can, can we stop? <laughs> I never want to hear this guy's name again. He's not an NFL starting player. People that want it to happen. No, he's not Julian Edelman. It is not happening. Dude, I'm happy he's getting a paycheck. Like, Yeah, I mean, good for him. If I was an NFL player, I'd be more than happy to be on a practice squad, assuming I wouldn't have like some high probability of being cut. Like this dude's got it figured out. He's going to go in there. He's going to collect a six figure paycheck for working like three days a week. He's the Logan Woodside of our wide receivers on the practice squad. Like he just like, he, he, he just keeps staying. He like, he, we just can't bump him for whatever reason. He must have like yeah. high football IQ, but low like athletic ability. <laughs> he's the football equivalent of like a, an itch on your foot when you're wearing a shoe and you can't get it and so it's just it's just always there and you're like why do i wear these shoes but yeah, yeah. Why, <laughs> why don't i just take off my shoe and scratch it because you won't doesn't matter yeah um 
But yeah, so that is the 53-man roster. Any other notes before we move on to schedule predictions? No, I think I got it all out. All righty. So getting into the season predictions, going over the schedule. Let me pull that up here real quick over here on ESPN. Um, I haven't really done too much thinking about... Well, that's a fucking lie. I've done a little bit of thinking about... (laughs) How many, like, you know, how many wins I think that this team is worth? I've seen everything under the sun of people, like ESPN people thinking that we're a three to four win team to people on on the radio going, this is a 12 team. This is a 12 win team. So I've seen like every scenario under the sun on ESPN, on Reddit, on like, all, all like the, the pundits that we have that like on the talk radio shows. So I, I'm just going to go through this list with you for the first time for me. And then I'll just see where I'm at at the end of this. I have, I think like at best we're like a 10 ish win team. I don't know. Okay. I will. I have the Vegas odds from DraftKings Sportsbook right in front of me. I'm going to wait and tell you that I want to see where you end up on your own. And okay. then I'll reveal um, whether you're going to make money or not. <laughs> perfect okay well i guess we'll start with our first game which is uh down in new orleans um again this and keep in mind this is a new orleans team that will will not have alvin Kamara, uh and uh, Derek carr is going to be their starting quarterback so uh you know anyways i <laughs> I <laughs> that's the most comprehensive Derek carr analysis <laughs> I didn't know what. I well, anyways, <laughs> yeah, I thought I, I, I you know, I, I was a dog chasing a car there. I, I finished the <laughs> sentence. I didn't know where I was going with it, but um, I, I'm predicting a win for 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 this first game. I yeah. think our defense will definitely carry us, and our offense will will get the job done. So I'm predicting a W against New Orleans. I gotta agree. I think uh, the Saints. I don't know. They just kind of icky to me. Kind of I don't like the quarterback. That uh, I don't know. Who's their coach now? Doesn't matter. <sighs> yeah, I I forget whom. Um, why do I feel like it was somebody? At, you know, I'm not even going to guess. Um, but yeah, okay. So we both agree a W against New Orleans, and then we will have a home game against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, high powered offense. I don't know how their defense looks, to be honest. They do have Kellen Moore now at offensive coordinator, Justin Herbert. Uh, I think it's going to have a pretty stellar year. Um, Don't want to be a downer, but I do have this probably being our first loss. Yeah, me too. I'm kind of worried about this game. The Chargers are good at all the things that we struggle with uh, in the offense-defense matchup. Because while we just got done talking about how we're excited about the defense, it's clear that the cornerbacks to the least proven and the chargers can throw the ball all over the field uh, and they don't particularly like to run the ball um, which is the thing we're really good at stopping with our defensive front uh, so that is one that definitely gives me pause definitely but i can't see this because like looking like at our so we have like six games and then we have our bye week week seven so like out of like our batch of first six games i could see that one like that being like a Mike Vrabel special where like it's a game that we on paper should lose, but somehow we pull it off. 
Um, so I'm, I'm predicting an L. I won't be shocked if we win. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of there too. Uh, which is the most probably is that, is that a Homer thing to say? If it, it felt icky coming out of my mouth, but um, I'm a Homer. I can't talk. No, it sounded <laughs> completely logical to me. Okay, uh, <laughs> preach it to the choir. So <laughs> then we move. Then we go up to Cleveland, and I think the uh, Cleveland Browns going up there. I have us winning this game while they have a very strong defense. I see our defense just giving just Deshaun Watson and their their offense a hell of a time. And I think our offense will be able to just like ground and pound uh, our way to a squeaky victory. I don't know if we will win this game, but I really, really want to. So yeah. just Deshaun Watson, his icky ass self. Yeah, just fuck that guy. I, ho- I hope we win. I don't know if we will or not, but f- fuck that guy. Let's, yeah. right, let's move on. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Okay. Okay. We'll move on. Uh, before I say, I don't think he looked too good in the preseason. Anyways, um, uh, week four, October first, against the Bengals. This is a home game, a, a, a two-peat of the revenge game. Um, I was actually at this game last year when we played them. Um, uh, disappointing. Mm. Uh, I have us losing this one. Uh, yeah, the Bengals definitely have our number. Yeah, we're gonna. We're, I, I guess I'm not just not even watch this game. <laughs> <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. You're gonna watch this game. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this game, but it's gonna be like a character development thing where I just have to sit there and watch the horror show and not yell too bad. Instead <laughs> not of having up the neighbors, you're gonna be having the strongest cup of coffee with it. <laughs> it's gonna be half coffee, half hard liquor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. It's strong in, in other terms, not caffeine, but in alcohol content. Um, yeah, I have this. Just what gets me through? <laughs> yeah, I have this as a as an L. Uh, same reasons. I just feel like they have our number for some reason, and you know, they got Jamar Chase and T Higgins, who I hope is a future Titan. But um, yeah, I I have this as an L. Week five, October eighth, on my birthday, we are going over to Indianapolis and playing the Colts. I have this as a hard W. Easy win, like probably double digits. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this. I really hope that we embarrass, not that I wish poorly on Anthony Richardson, but I do hope that we embarrass him and the basically the whole like Colts franchise. So um, look, and that'll be a good birthday gift for me. So stoked for that. Yeah, I lost all love for Anthony Richardson um, and respect then when he got high, uh, you know signed by the Colts. And I get he couldn't help it, but he looked happy about it and I fucking cannot let that go. <laughs> so yeah, d- d- done easy dub. I like to think that he's the one whispering in Jonathan Taylor's ear. Like you deserve more. <laughs> he's, the, he, he's the one that's like starting all this shit. Taylor's um, the only one that can save him. And coincidentally enough, that's the first game he would be eligible to come back. So let's not, jinx anything too bad <laughs> um okay so but but we're both in agreement hard w's for this one uh and then week 15 this one's over across the pond this is our game over in london uh which i'm so excited about because that means it's an early kickoff game and i am a fucking freak i love early morning football games i don't know what it is about 
football. You just wake up, roll out of bed, and it's football. I think I need to move to Hawaii to to like have this experience year round. Yeah, but, I definitely like um, it because I'm also a soccer fan, and I watch. I'll wake up at six thirty to watch EPL, and I fucking love it because it's just you. You don't. There's no waiting. You just wake up, and there's sports. It's fantastic. You just wake up, and you're either excited or disappointed for the rest of your day. There's no anticipation. <laughs> you're just right. there. Yeah, it, you, you get eggs started. and eggs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I didn't even say who we're playing. We're playing Baltimore, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I always love it when we play them. I, I don't know if you play Madden, but whenever I play Madden in a matchup against uh, the Ravens, I take it way too seriously. Like I like button up a whole lot. I'm like, I fix my posture. I'm like, I got to take this seriously. I can't let this dude who's just casually deciding to play as the Ravens against me win. So um, I'm putting this. Uh, I think that this is like one of those 50 50 games, but I'm putting this as a W. Spit. And yeah, I think I'm giving us, giving us the edge of Mike Vrabel being, being able to coach us up for, for a game like this. Yeah, it's definitely an all time coaching matchup, Vrabel and Harbaugh. Um, this is like a crossover episode for me because it's my favorite football team playing in the stadium of my favorite soccer team. Uh, I think. Oh, no way. Just good vibes. So, dude. Oh, that's I love that for you. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so we got them going across the pond for that. That would be really fun. I wish that uh, I wish that you and I lived closer to each other because that would be like a really fun. Oh, wait, I think that's that's actually I think that's that might be the weekend I'm coming down to Birmingham, actually. Hmm. Oh, OK. You and I the are plot get- thickens. The plot thickens a lot. Um, okay, th- that's going to be fun to do. Anyways, um, then we have our bye week, week seven, coming off of it. Sorry, let's let's just do a quick recap. Where oh, yes. where do we have ourselves at the bye week after six weeks? I think we agreed four and two. Four and two. Uh, unless you went loss on the Browns, I went win on that one. That was the only one that we're kind of like wishy washy on. But yeah, I have us four and two going to the bye week. Okay, I'll I'll say we lose to the one of the Browns or the Ravens, and uh, three and three. Okay, I think that's pretty solid. Honestly, if we're four and two or three and three going to the bye week, I will be happy. Yeah, same. I think that's that. That'd be a good spot because the run of games later on in the season is a lot more favorable. Definitely. So. After the bye week, still in October. God, October's a long month. I love it, though. Um, we are at home, and this is our first Oilers throwback game against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And Art Smith coming back home for it. I have this as... I don't want to jinx it, but I have this as an easy W. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's an, that's an easy call to make when... Mm-hmm. It, I'm going to put a little asterisk next to it that this could be one of our Titans derp games. <laughs> oh, it's prime for a derp game, ain't it? It is because it was coming off potentially playing the Baltimore Ravens or not potentially playing them, but potentially beating them, going to a bye week and coming up against what we see as an easier opponent uh, that could be set up for a derp game, but I'm going to still pencil it in for a W. I'm going to say it's a W because our derp game is coming up the next week. Okay. So, yeah. 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 So week nine against the Steelers. I had that as I mean, 
I feel like that's one of those games that we should win. Like, I feel like that we can beat the Steelers, but I am going to agree with you. Actually, no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to say W. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go positive on this one. I'm going to say W on this. Mark my words. We are losing to the Steelers on Thursday night football. <laughs> Kirk Herb Street on the call. I'm going to hate every fucking second of it. I'm going to be mad. I stayed up to watch the game. I'm just stayed up late to watch this game. I'm going to drag my ass into work super early Friday morning, just in a terrible mood. And it's going to be all, let's see who don't want to blame early. It's going to be all Nick Folk's Nick Folk's fault. I'm going to be mad at Nick Folk on Friday. It, dude. I just hyped him up for like November five 3rd. <laughs> Well, he's got two months to be good, and then he's gonna make he's gonna make me mad. He's gonna ruin November third for me. Awesome. Well, November third okay. will be a day that lives in infamy. Uh, <laughs> apologies to people that run into Chris on the street uh, that day. Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, raging. So the following week, week ten, going down to Tampa. This is part of a string where we're on the road for three weeks in a row. Um, I have this as an L. And this is this is my derp game, like a game I feel like that we should potentially win. But I mean, they do have a really good defense. I just don't know about their offense, like how Baker Mayfield's going to like fit into it and everything. You know, they still have good wide receivers. I don't know who they have at running back, but um, I, I, I'm gonna have us losing against Tampa. They have oh shit, what's his name? I think his last name is White. I can't remember. Um, no, we're gonna beat them. I feel pretty good about that. Baker Mayfield's garbage. This is about the time where his his like garbageness he reaches peak stink. Reaches so. peak stink. <laughs> um, okay, so then the following week, week eleven, we go down to Jacksonville. I think that we're going to split against Jacksonville this year, and so I have us losing to them in Jacksonville. Yeah, I agree. I think we're going to split home and home with Jacksonville. So, yeah, lose the away game. Then coming back home, finally, we are playing against the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young and Jonathan Mingo. I'm excited about Jonathan Mingo, like on, on a side note for like fantasy purposes. Um, don't think he's gonna break out year this year, but if people are in Dynasty, I like Mingo a lot. Anyways, we'll be playing against the Panthers at home. I have this as a win. Yes. I agree. <laughs> Uh, the Panthers are going to justify this. They have a rookie quarterback. They have a rebuilding roster. They just lost their best wide receiver and their best running back in the span of like five months. And sure, Mingo, they got Mingo. Uh, all right. He's not uh, DJ Moore yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm more worried about Adam Thielen on that team, to be honest. But, you know, I'll give you a reason why we need to beat them because it's their new head coach, Frank Reich, coming here, and Vrabel's not going to tolerate Frank Reich anywhere in his vicinity. No, he's he, going to pumble him into the ground. Yeah, he, it's going to be like a run up the score kind of game if we if we have the opportunity. Yeah, uh, despite yeah, it, it's going to be a good fuck you game. Um, and then speaking of fuck you games, we are playing the Colts the week after that on December third. Uh, I have us winning that at home. Yeah, I'll spoiler alert for the rest of the predictions. We are going to only lose one division game and it's going to be to the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road. So 100%. just 
go with that. Everything we said about the Colts still stands. They're still garbage, even though they had, you know, five weeks to try and not be garbage. They're still going to be garbage. Five weeks to try not to be garbage. Um, then next, the following week, week 14, December 11th, going down, going down to Miami. Uh, this is a Monday night game. This is a revenge game for Tannehill. Uh, this is a revenge game for Mike Rabel for how fucking dare Miami on Mike Rabel's first regular season game make us play for like eight goddamn hours because of the weather delays. And then th- that's the game that Mariota got his, his his nerves all fucked up in his arm. Uh, Delaney Walker broke his leg in that game. Uh, fucking Taylor Lewan got knocked out, threw up and cry in that game. That was, that was a fucking <laughs> awful game. That um, was the worst vibe game. Like I remember after that game finally ended, cause I listened to it through an entire work shift on the radio. And I just, I got home in time to see Delaney Walker break his fucking leg. And I was like, I've, I feel doomed. Like my chest was heavy. I was like, this, this, is this what our season's going to be like? Uh, yeah. yeah. Fuck the dolphins. But I feel like this is such a bad vibes game that we're going to lose. Oh yeah. I have us losing as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, because and it, honestly, like out of the teams that are left for the rest of the season, this is like the one like stud good team that's left on our oh, schedule. So I, I, I think that we're going to yeah. lose them, lose to them. Jesus Christ. And then next week, the following week, week 15 at home. And this is our Oilers. Fuck you game to the Houston Texans. Um, I have us curb stomping them. Uh, this is, this is a W. Yeah. We're going to beat them so bad. They're just going to give up the pursuit of the IP on the Oilers. <laughs> just be like, fine. You guys, you got it. I'm we, hoping we for, deserve it. <laughs> I'm hoping for Miss Amy to come out to tell them that like, this is my daddy's stuff. And that she literally takes a shit on their sideline. So that's, that's what I'm hoping for. I want Amy Adams shrunk to fling open the door are the window on her press box and she's wearing a powder blue pantsuit with a bolo tie and a cowboy hat. And she just gives them the two middle fingers and she's got like fucking like rings on every finger. And she's just, you know, butt Adam's salute to the fucking Texans. And then she caps it off by like, like she's chewing tobacco and instead of spitting into a spittoon, it's into their Gatorade bottle, like their Gatorade jug. So um, that that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Yeah, well, everyone look forward to that. It's gonna make the it's gonna make Sports Center. Okay, just put that. Way. <laughs> it's gonna make, it's gonna make national news. You're, everybody's gonna get Apple news alerts about this. Um, and then, anyways, <laughs> so that, that that's that's one of my uh, fuck you games. Then on December twenty fourth, ooh, Christmas Eve game. That's going to be controversial with me and my wife watching it. But uh, <laughs> we are. <laughs> it's noon <laughs> you'll be able to watch a christmas story like six more times it's, it's fine oh thank god no th- this is the year that we're with my family for christmas so she's gonna have to roll with it um this oh and it's, and it's a home game fuck i might have tickets anyways there <laughs> we, we might have a christmas fight um but um on, on christmas eve we are playing at home against the seattle seahawks I have us losing this game. This is, I don't think like the Seahawks are like world beaters or anything, but I can just have this being like one of our last derp games before getting into our 
uh, seventh seventh inning stretch of the season. Hmm. I feel like we're gonna win, but that means we're probably gonna lose. <laughs> See, like uh, th- that's what I mean. Like, th- like we should win, but I think that this is going to be one of our last. This is going to be like our last derp game. Just to get out of the system before like we're getting ready for the playoffs and everything. Yeah, God forbid we finish strong. So <laughs> you're probably onto something there. Yeah. So then, it, like I said, I have no real reasons for us to lose against them. But besides that, it's going to be our derp game. Then on. Oh my God. So we play Christmas Eve and then we also play New Year's Eve. Man, there's going to be some arguments in my house. Uh, <laughs> uh, we are playing against down in Houston, playing against the Houston Texans. I wish that we were doing the Oilers throwback again in Houston, but damn, that would well. be funny. It would be, funny. Um, but it will also be funny when we beat the brakes off them in front of their home fans. It, it's, it's probably going to be like a, 50% capacity by this point in their season because they're going to be trash. So, whatever. I want us to just bring Sam Sloman back ju- ju- just for tradition of beating them uh, <laughs> with a field goal. Well, like, we'll beat them by more than a field goal, I think. But just just, just bring Sloman in there. I don't know. Just throw a fucking touchdown pass to him. I don't give a fuck. Uh, let's, I, want, I just want Sloman in the game. Yeah, it's it's his time, you know. And then, and then Nick Folk can redeem himself against Jacksonville next week. Yes, uh, absolutely. Everyone wins. Yes, absolutely. I have us winning our final season or final season, our final game of the season, week 18 against Jacksonville at home. It is a that looks like it's going to be a flex game. So I guess they're going to see if we're still fighting for the division at that point, if they'll like flex it in the prime time. Mm -hmm. But I have us beating Jacksonville on January 7th at home. So Let's see where where does that put you? When I stopped counting for myself, because I'm uh, I counted for yourself. So oh, thanks. Um, give me one momento. So for me, <laughs> oh my god, that has me at the record of eleven and six. Which oh my god, I, that feels like <laughs> such a homer thing. And then for you, that is. We're both at eleven to six. Actually, we just like we 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 traded the right amounts of wins and losses. Yeah, we're such homers. Uh, do you want to know what? Uh, not Fanduel, but uh, DraftKings has this set out wins and losses. I'm going to guess they only have us winning eight games. Seven and a half. Ooh. And you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty bad. Houston and Indianapolis are both set at six and a half wins. Fuck that. But here's the thing: if you bet the over on all three of these teams, the um, the Titans are like minus one hundred something on the over, and the others are like you know plus hundred or so. So where it's like okay, we're at set, set seven and a half. The betting is angling towards us actually hitting that over, for what it's worth. Okay, um, Jacksonville they got them set at nine and a half. Okay. Well, I mean, the Jags are on paper the better team in the division, but I, I, I guess like, like maybe that's something right here. Like, do you see Jacksonville winning the division? I see it being more neck and neck. I mean, Jacksonville had like no injuries last year, and they still barely beat our injured asses. They had to get a really borderline call against our third string quarterback to 
win the division. Like, come on. The, who was not on the team two weeks ago. <laughs> who literally, no, he got signed like four days before that game. What, what are they thinking? They're like just world beaters out here. No, like that they got extremely lucky last year. And I think all the odds makers and the national media are just lipping up this Kool-Aid. It's not, it's a facade. It, it happened a few years ago and everyone's like, when they made this weird random run into the AFC championship game on the arm of Blake fucking Bortles and they had the, oh, it's a Saxonville revolution. It's the best defense. What they do next year? They fucking sucked. It's the Jacksonville yeah. way. So I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed if they're banking on Jacksonville to smash that over because it's going to be a tighter race than I think everyone thinks. I could see both teams at 10, 11 wins and fight it out in that last, uh, fight it out in that last game. Mm-hmm. The CU wins the division. Um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. We'll, we'll have to see. So I'm looking at their schedule right now, and obviously we play the same division rivals in the same NFC teams. But so AFC teams that they are playing that we are not that are you know because they they got the one seed so like you know the, they have that the tougher schedule so on their schedule that of teams that they're playing against that we are not they are playing the Chiefs the 49ers the but yeah, the Bills think, right yeah oh yeah that's right the Bills that's the one I was missing so I don't know if they're good. Beats. I think they're going to get swept by all three. They of those might games. win one of those games. They might I mean, win. They one might. That, Maybe the Bills. But yeah, I could see them beating the Bills. All right, let's do a little rapid fire since we're running out of time here. I pulled some player props for um, prominent Titans players. It's only uh, three of them. So I just want to like gauge if you would if you would take over unders on these props. Okay. Ryan Tannehill passing yards. 3,075 and a half. What do you think? 3,075 and a half over under. Over uh, under. Do, 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 do. I think that he's going to be like right at that. So I'm going to say under. I changed my mind on the passing yards. I think he'll get just barely over that, like 3,150. And then he'll hit under the passing touchdowns. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I'll I'll take that too. Yeah, over. Okay. Uh, Derrick Henry. Rushing yards, 1,150 and a half, 1150 and a half. See, this one's tricky because I'm going to say, I'm going to say over, but there's a chance that it's under. And I don't think it's under because of him taking a step back, but just because Spears will be integrated into the offense more. Yeah, I I can see that for sure. But I'm going to say over. I'm going to say he's going to at least get 1,200. Okay, nine nine and a half touchdowns for Derrick Henry. Oh, over. Yeah, easy over. All right, D Hop reception yards eight hundred and fifty and a half. I can't even say it with a straight face. Eight fifty. <laughs> I, 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 he should be over. He, he should easily be over. Barring injury, I think he's over that. You know, by like week fourteen. Um, touchdowns four and a half. Over, yeah, I think maybe they're um, they're factoring in some injury mystique here because they've been paying attention to the Titans for the past few years. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and it's not like DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been balling every year of his career. So mm-hmm. whatever. 
go make some money guys if you are dumb enough to listen to our advice um well don't blame me if you lose blame brecker yep i i'll take it uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think I got anything else on the docket, but I'm um, looking forward to actually having some real football. We won't be back next week because there are because there won't be any games to talk about next week. But we'll be back in two weeks to talk about the week one game against the Saints and whether or not we won or lost. You know who stuck out, how we feel about Tim Kelly. You know just how this all is looking. You know coming together, and I don't know. I'm pretty excited. Um, hope that people have good luck on their fantasy football drafts. I am drafting the day before NFL kickoff. I'm drafting on September 6th. So um, still, still working out my kinks. How, how are you doing with fantasy? Have you already done all your drafts? I've got uh, one that's my dynasty draft. Well, in the, in the rear view mirror. And then I got one draft coming up on Saturday and then another one on Wednesday. So a lot to be said though. The one on Wednesday is the only redraft league I'm in. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to fuck that up. <laughs> oh yeah that's the that's one so i have two drafts on that wednesday it was my main league and then the one you and i are in with the is the eight yeah. football shows podcast one with Braden gall and um da, 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 zach lyons so yeah so oh, yeah, yeah it, you mentioned it earlier because i was like oh shit that's when i'm doing my main league draft and you were saying well it's better than last year when we were drafting literally the night before my wedding <laughs> which was hilarious we had pizza and beer at your like bachelor pad <laughs> yes yes i think were we like finishing the draft as we were driving to the airport in detroit to go pick up somebody yeah no yeah i think i picked your last couple players for you yeah <laughs> while you yeah, were driving driving yeah. oh man good times good times well i'll i'll try to do the dual dual window setup but uh i know nobody cares about our fancy football teams but uh good luck everybody with their own fancy football teams and um Let's uh, looking forward to a good fun season with the Titans. This has been Two Tone Brews and unaffiliated unaffiliated Tennessee Titans podcast. You could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Tone Brews. You could email us at Two Tone Brews at gmail.com. I've been Brucker. I've been joined by Chris. Share the podcast with friends and family. If you hate us, share us with somebody you fucking hate. I will see you next time. Good luck, everybody. Bye bye. Later.